Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. At the end of the day, I think once I made the decision, I did feel a lot better about it because it had been really hard to try and keep happy about something that was basically bringing me down. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way, the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 169. In this episode, I'm chatting with Kelly Winnell about shifting our storytelling lens in the midst of life changes. Our candid conversation includes perspectives on turning 40, closing a business, and memory keeping post-pandemic. But before we jump into the episode, I want to share an invitation to check out the new Simple Scrapper website, as well as the limited time special offer on membership to celebrate the biggest brand update in our 14 years. I'm so proud of these changes, and I can't wait for you to check it out. And now, my conversation with Kelly. Hey, Kelly, welcome to Scrapbook Your Way. Hi, thank you for having me. I would love to hear just a little bit about you to uh, help our audience get to know you better. Yeah, so my name is Kelly, and I'm from a small town in Victoria in Australia. And I have three daughters, one who moved out for the first time and moved to a different state, and two daughters still at home with my husband and a little dash hound. Mm, so fun. Yeah. So Kelly, what's exciting you right now in your memory keeping hobby? Um, I think the thing that's exciting me most is that um, I've started to get back into memory planning. So mm. I did that a couple of years ago with the happy planner, but this year I'm doing it with the Heidi swap one. And I like the different aspect of it from Project Life and I've moved completely away from Project Life this year. It just wasn't it just wasn't working for me. My girls are a lot older and I feel with memory planning it's almost you can almost be a bit more personal with it because it feels, you know, it's like a planner. Um, and the other thing I'm probably a little bit excited about is journaling more, but I've really been working lately on a book journal to document the books that I've been reading and the audio books that I've listened to. And, um, I'm going to share that soon on my Instagram. I shared a little bit, but like I have done something completely different out of my usual style and I've just really been enjoying it at the moment to try new things. That is so cool and so much of a coincidence because uh, in two weeks after this episode goes out, I have a conversation with Jamie Leha all about creating and documenting uh, your reading life in a journal or small album format. So oh, really? um, I look forward to see what you've been doing. Yeah. 
Now, I'm curious with the memory planning, maybe for those who have a little bit of an idea, how would you compare your experience with Heidi Swap products versus doing it in the Happy Planner? Um, I think with the Heidi Swap products, um, for a start, I've signed up for the memory keeping kit. So I get that every month. And usually because I'm in Australia, we get it a month later, which is fine because I'm always behind. So that works for me perfectly. (laughs) Um, And because Heidi also has a class, it really inspires you to try new things. And even if I just watch the class and I don't try the things that Heidi's shown, which she's always so inspirational, it still inspires me to just keep getting, you know, the memories in. And because Heidi's very, you know, document everything, get, you know, all your memories in. And I just love that aspect of, what she stands for with the, with her memory planner. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I've seen it and heard about it inspiring so many um, mm. in these recent times. So speaking of stories and, and trying to capture some of the things that are most important to, to us, uh, we love to talk about our memory keeping bucket list. So do you have one story that you've not yet told yet feels really important to capture? No, I don't think so. But on a on a bucket list scale, um, in memory keeping in general, I do have a project that I started last year, which was a 365-day project that I did sort of let go a little bit. I've got I think I've got November, December, and a little bit of September to finish because I did October. And so that is in in the form of memory keeping for a bucket list. That's something on my list to get finished as well as um, I did a, for years I've also done a project My Life. So it was an Mm -hmm. album that was all on me. But with the memory, with doing the memory planner and journaling this year, I just don't find a need for it. But I still want to finish last year's because it just keeps nagging at me that I've got two unfinished projects. So in the form of, you know, a bucket list in memory keeping, that would be one. But in the form of stories, not really, because I, I usually tell stories as they go. Pretty much I'm on top of that sort of thing. That's awesome to hear. Um, I think that will inspire a lot of our listeners to maybe think about their storytelling a bit differently. And I think some of that will come out in the rest of our conversation as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that I wanted to have you on this episode because I've just been, you know, reading your Instagram posts and and also just experiencing this shift uh, so much in the world of things I've read and heard and been part of conversations that everyone's feeling this kind of sense of of new beginnings. But it's not like just the New Year energy. We're we're in April now. The New Year energy ends by the end of January usually. So yeah. Um, I wanted to kind of just chat about your unique perspective and your experience of that and and maybe kind of put it in the context of what the pandemic did for you. So what season of life were you in at the beginning of March 2020? Because for me, that's like the <laughs> the hard line in the sand when everything changed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For us um, in Australia, it was... We knew what was going on, but I think a lot of us were just like, oh, yeah, okay, well, that's not going to come here sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was towards the end of March was when a few things of my daughter's for school, like camps, got cancelled. Um I am pretty sure at the end of March flights within Australia um, got cancelled. And, but at the start of it, it was all just very, you know, just for us, it was just 
it was just life. We just kept continuing on and, and just yeah, a lot of us were pretty naive in the fact of thinking that it won't reach our shores. And how old were your kids at the time? Um, so they're 15 and 16 now, so 13 and 14. Okay. And, like, what what types of things were you scrapbooking and how were you scrapbooking at that point? Um. At that point, I was scrapbooking in, well, in March in general, I was scrapbooking a lot of the girls and the process of we were doing a big backyard cleanup and everything like that and, and jobs around the house. Um, and then probably later in it, I got um, my dash hound. And so there was a lot of photos of him within <laughs> my memory keeping that overtook the girls a little bit. Um, but in general, it was just same old, same old life that I documented in March 2020. There was nothing special, nothing really stood out. Um, I had a look over it the other day and, yeah, it was just same, same. I think when you look later on in about April and May, that's when you can start to see the shift because that's when things got really serious here. Sure, sure. Now, I'm wondering, you said you'd done the happy planner memory planning before. When was that? What year was that? Oh, gosh. Um I think if if you remember, it's okay. If I you don't. know. I I want to say 2019, but I'm not sure if it was maybe okay. a little bit before that. But I think around okay. that time. So I guess what I'm really getting at here is, you know, in, in talking about your personal shifts and how they compare with maybe what what others are feeling. Mm-hmm. Do you think this pandemic experience over the past two years? accelerated what was already happening for you or do you think it was a more of a trigger to start looking at things differently I think there was definitely a trigger um because my girls are a lot older now and I've really been struggling with that in memory keeping because you know Mm. back when they were you know eight and seven and things like that and all three girls were home we always had something on and school events like you know Easter bonnet parades and things like that and now that they're both in high school and one lives out of state it's a completely different lifestyle and the thing I loved most about being locked down was that the girls had to spend time with me and it was because I couldn't go out with friends and things like that. But it was, it really helped build a really strong relationship with, we've already had a pretty good relationship, but I feel like it really connected us a lot more. Um, yes. I've missed where I was going. I, <laughs> well, I've definitely felt the same thing. And I, I remember even, a year ago or or more thinking I will never have this much uninterrupted time with my daughter probably ever again in my life. Like this is a lot of time together and it's such a unique, um, unique stories and unique connections that these kids are going to have because of this time. Yeah, I 100% agree. We started, um, we've always had movie nights, but we we made it so that every Friday there was movie nights, there was no phones, no nothing, just, you know, the family got together and it was, even though we were already home together anyway, it was something to look forward to because there was nothing else to really look forward to when you're (laughs) home all the time. Um, But I do think that 
sometimes every now and then I wish there was a lockdown just for a week, just so that we could have that time together again, because they're such social butterflies and they've got so many friends and they're off with them all the time. And I love that aspect of them and I love watching them grow, but you know, sometimes I find it a bit hard to let go. (laughs) Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, what are you feeling most hopeful for right now that we're kind of on the other end of things? Now, I know that that you guys kind of saw the Omicron wave much later than we did, as you've seen other things later. Mm-hmm. How are things feeling right now? Um, things in general feel like they're getting back to normal here. We don't. Mm-hmm. That when you used to open up news articles, it used to always be about COVID, COVID, COVID. It's just not anymore. It's almost like it doesn't exist here, but it still does. It's just not really being recorded as much anymore. Um, you know, we don't have to wear masks anymore, although if you want to, you can. Um, just life in general seems to be going back to the way it was. Are you the same person that you were when things were normal before? Um. I would say no. I'm probably a bit different than I was before. I I think I look at things a bit differently and I look at things that um, I don't know how to explain it, but I want to take in every little thing that happens and try and remember all the small details because sometimes the small details that happen in your life are far bigger than the bigger events. Um, And just your everyday sort of life that happens I just want to try and remember more of that instead of letting it pass by and just concentrating on our next big event all the time. I want to remember all the little things in between. So do you feel like this is a direct, there's a direct connection between this internal feeling with how you're expressing that in choosing memory planning? Yeah. Yeah, I really do. I think that it's really opened up my eyes to do things differently. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the other things you've mentioned is just this stronger pull towards journaling, especially as you approach 40. Um, how, <laughs> how does that feel different? Have you, have you been much of a journaler in terms of scrapbook journaling or even personal journaling? No, I, I, I look at my project life from years ago when I first started and I used to journal on the cards so much. And then I don't know what happened, but a shift changed. I guess my style changed and, you know, Instagram changed and a lot of people, you know, try and follow the trends and I was one of them. And I have always never really liked my handwriting. And I know that sounds just so silly, but sometimes it's hard for people to actually get past that because I've mentioned it on my Instagram that, you know, sometimes I do a page, I love it. And then I put my handwriting on it and I'm like, now I don't. And so many people can agree that they put off journaling for that very same reason. And so mm-hmm. I type a lot with a typewriter and I'm starting to learn a bit more that, you know, it doesn't really matter what your handwriting looks like because no one's going to care when they look back on it. <laughs> they just want the memories and they just want to look over what you've done. I have definitely gone through a similar thing as well, like feeling like my handwriting ruined an otherwise very lovely yeah. page. <laughs> Um, but also learning how to embrace it and, and I don't know, appreciate the imperfection of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I a hundred percent agree. There are some pages that I look at where I have used my handwriting and I'm like, I really like that. And so I'll do it. And then I'll be like, no, I don't like this, but I know in time (laughs) 
I just need to get past it because it's ridiculous. <laughs> like who cares? Yeah, yeah. It take it takes some time. It takes some practice. Yeah. Um, how how have you satisfied this urge to to journal more? Um. Well, I've brought some notebooks, which helps because I don't – this year I'm also about um, using what you've got sort of thing, even though I brought these notebooks in. But um, I want to – if I do buy something, I want to use it straight away or if not within a couple of days. I I don't want to hoard things anymore and I don't want to hold on to so much that, you know, that I, I put away and then I don't use or, you know, and then I do a big – craft clean out and I find all the stuff that I've brought and never used and then get guilty for spending so much money on things that I've never used. So by having that mind frame this year, it's making me want to do things like journaling a lot more because, you know, the when you put invest money in things, you sh- might as well be using them instead of putting them on the shelf and making them look pretty. One of the things that's standing out to me is that maybe you and and myself and others are feeling this idea to hold on tighter to the things that really matter, which mm-hmm. are, you know, the, the connections with our families, those little stories, our memories, and the stuff just isn't as important as it was before. Because yeah. like, there's just both this holding on tighter and this need to, like, let go of the excess or the stuff that's trying to get in the way of all the, of all the space that we created in the past few years. Yeah. And sometimes I wonder whether it's because a lot of us are all around the same age and whether it's mm-hmm. all of us growing up and realizing that, you know, the little things just, you know, little washi tapes and stuff like that really don't matter. But what really matters in life is all the little things that happen with your family and things like that instead of, you know, having the next best thing all the time when it comes to craft supplies. And the problem with craft supplies is there's always something new coming out. And, you know, it is hard not to fall in with FOMO because I do it as well. Um, oh, yeah, but, for sure. Yeah, but then if I do fall for FOMO, my 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 – my goal is to use it, <laughs> but I would agree with you that I have seen a shift in a lot of crafters. They all seem to be almost heading towards to wanting to be back in the like old school sort of thing, if that makes any sense. Oh, totally. I, I see that. Even mm. I noticed that there was a new, uh, a new 12 by 12 scrapbook kit coming out from Freckled Fawn. Like there's oh, definitely wow. a, a throwback to simpler times I guess that's the only yeah. way I'm saying it but yeah in, in a lot of different ways um maybe nostalgia a little bit as well whether it's going back further to you know simple journaling photo books and you know even just 12 by 12 pages if if that's what you've been missing yeah oh I haven't seen a kit with 12 times 12 for years now <laughs> right. so you mentioned that you have you bought these little books these are Archer and Olive journals right Mm-hmm. And they yep. have this like incredible, like thick paper. I've there's one in my shopping cart right now. I'm trying to decide if I should buy. Um, <laughs> but I'm curious, what are you using these different journals for? Um, so I've got five. So I went a little bit crazy, but <laughs> you know, in my defense, there was a sale on one, and 
<laughs> I'm sticking with that one. But um, one of the journals it has a dog on the front. And so we lost our 10-year-old dog last year and it made me really realize that dogs don't really have a lot of time with us. And I know it sounds really silly, but because my girls are older, my dash hand is always with me. And when we were talking about um, Pippa, our dog that passed away, you forget about all the little things that they used to do. And you don't usually keep them in your memory keeping as much as you focus on your family. Like they do appear in it, but all the little things and the little tricks that they did. Um, And so I want to document him because he's a big part of our lives because, you know, he's my golden child, as I call him. (laughs) But... (laughs) Um, and then a, I've got a black one that I just recently got and I'm using that as a book journal and that's the one I've been working on recently and I'm really happy with it and I can't wait to share. I'm just really behind with sharing things on Instagram at the moment because life. <laughs> um, yes, yes, yes. I've got a yellow one that I have been sharing and it's basically like a weekly um, journal of everything, just everything, family, whatever's happened that week, Um And then I've got a white one that's uh, different because all the rest of them are traveler's size, which I really, really like. And the other one is a white one and it's a, I think it's an A5. I'm not really sure, but I'm using that one as a personal journal. So I've just started that one because, you know, you can start any time of year. It doesn't have to be January. Um, And that's going to be more about myself and my struggles with anxiety and things like that. Anything that is personal to me will go in there, but also maybe things that have happened in my life as well. But I also want to include, um, I brought a book that's called 52 lists for calm and Mm -hmm. I'm going to include the questions in it. I saw a lot of, when I bought it, I was like, no, I'm going to use it. I'm going to write in it. But then I saw a lot of people who use it in their journals and just write the questions out and refer to it. And I thought, oh, why would you do that when you've got the book? And then now I'm like, no, I think I'll do that. (laughs) It's just too pretty to write in. (laughs) Well, and then maybe someday you can pass it along to someone else to to get inspired from or even one of your daughters. Yeah, exactly. And I, we can use it year year after year after year because no one's written in it. So, And then I do have a green one that I really, really love, and it's a travels one, and I haven't used that yet. And I don't know if I'm putting it off because it's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I would totally do is save the, the favorite one and then not have a use yeah, for it. So. <laughs> I know. And here I am saying, you know, I want to use what I've brought, and I've popped it on the shelf because I think it looks pretty. <laughs> That's okay. Totally okay. Um, I'm curious how, like, how you're mentally separating these, this practice, these activities from what you put in your Heidi Swap memory planner. So with my Heidi Swap memory planner, I do still put in um, the ups and downs, but I'm basically focusing on um, more life events in that so when people look through it they'll see that we went camping there was birthdays there was this not just not just the small stuff all the time whereas with the journals it's going to be what I've been speaking about is just you know capturing the small things that happen day to day and instead of documenting them with photos because you don't I don't I forget to take photos a lot these days with the girls being older and um so I guess the difference is, is that one's going to be all pretty and about big life events and the journals are more personal, um, everyday, small snippets of our life sort of thing. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. 
Mm. I think, you know, it's always helpful to just have that big picture. Um, and I can tell you're, you're always thinking about where, where things are going to go and how do we divide, you know, the experience and the memories. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the other thing about the memory planner is that, you know, I love being creative. So it's almost like a therapy to me. So it helps to, you know, <laughs> just get creative with it and then have this other one that I just write in. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So kind of shifting gears here, but but also in line with the idea of, of change is that you made what I'm sure was a difficult decision to close your stamp shop. So what, mm-hmm. what factors went into that and, and how do you feel about it now? Um, the main factor for closing it was COVID. It just, okay. it point blank just ruined me really. Um, the, with Australia, we have, um, you know, airmail standard, et cetera, et cetera. And I always sent stamps via airmail and I always prided myself of giving the cheapest postage I could get to make sure that people didn't have to pay, you know, so much postage. But, um, I think it was in January last year that I got sent back so many orders and was told basically I had to send them as if they were a parcel, which was nearly five times the cost of what I used mm. to have my postage at. And so who's going to want to buy a stamp set from, you know, overseas when the postage is way more than the actual stamp set? And so my sales just went so low and I couldn't recover from it and Australia wasn't changing the way they did their posts and unfortunately for me a lot of in the fact of a lot of my customers were from overseas and there just wasn't enough to keep going and then when the postage also changed differently from America as well it increased so getting because I got my stamps made in the US so to get them here I was basically just, I just was losing money all the time. And so it was really, really hard. I had a bit of a meltdown to my husband a couple of times because I'd been doing it for Mm -hmm. so long. But at the end of the day, I think once I made the decision, I did feel a lot better about it because it had been really hard to try and keep happy about something that was basically bringing me down. Oh, for certain. I think that's that's been a struggle for all of us in different ways. And uh, just when these, um, all of the challenges that the pandemic brought on top of the challenges we already have um, (laughs) kind of sent some folks into a place where, okay, I have to make hard decisions. I have to press pause or press full stop in order to, um, to survive and find your way back to thriving. So I think, yeah, I think that whether people have stories that are similar to that, I think they're going to identify with the, those feelings for sure. Yeah, and it was hard because I get a lot of customers that were my regulars and they're like, oh, are you sure mm-hmm. that's the postage? Is it right? Like, can you, you know, I've been a customer for a long time and I couldn't do anything about it because if I did, I was just going to keep losing, you know, and, yeah. and no one really wins there. But, you know, I don't, I've still, I'm still got stamps that haven't sold. So the store's still open, but, um, now I just feel like it was, I feel like a weight sort of 
got lifted and I feel a bit, I don't know, I guess free because when you do design stamp sets, you're always trying to keep up with the latest trend and then you see the latest trend and you're behind and you feel like you've got to, you know, work super hard to try and get up on that trend. And then by the time you get up on that trend, another trend's come along. And so, (laughs) and being that I'm in Australia and have to get them sent here and there and over there for the manufacturer, I was never getting things quick enough in general. So in general, I feel like I'm a bit free in that sort of area because I don't have to worry about the latest trends. I don't, like I see them come up and like I buy them if I like them and things like that, but I don't actually have to worry about trying to design them and get them out. And, you know, sometimes the trends weren't even my style, which made it harder. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Mm. I think uh, sometimes those decisions are bittersweet where, you know, it's, it's, it's so difficult, but then when you can feel that sense of lightness, you Mm -hmm. can maybe feel uh, affirmed that it was the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. And I had so many wonderful customers send me messages and I was just so overwhelmed with like the support. I was just, I, like that this is why I love the community so much is because the support was amazing and I can't thank people enough for it oh I love that well we'll definitely include the link to the shop as it is when this episode goes out yeah um, hopefully by then everything is sold out but if not um, <laughs> we'll try to get you cleaned out that'd be nice <laughs> now our hobby of scrapbooking, memory keeping, documenting, it's its not just this like hobby we pick up now and then like knitting. It's a lifestyle. Like we're really in this. And I'm curious, how do you see this lifestyle continuing to shift and evolve for you going forward? Hmm. Interesting. Um, the thing with memory keeping is it's always there. And that's what I love about it. So sometimes, usually in winter, I drop it for a little while and I've done it every year and I don't know why. I I really don't. Maybe it's just cold. (laughs) But um, I think that probably going forward with the lifestyle, because my girls are a lot older, it's going to be documented a lot differently. And I'm sort of looking Mm -hmm. forward to see how that goes. Um, and this year we plan to travel a lot more now that we can and we're actually heading to another state in June um which we're all looking forward to it's a state I've always wanted to go to so it's the northern territory where Ayers Rock is um oh fun yeah so fun and so we're planning to do a lot more of those things um my husband who has his own career business is actually closing it um, in June so that he's had that business for since he was 21 and so we've had it for a long long time and we're just really looking forward to the different aspects of our life once he doesn't have the business and because he was always working and he could only get days off when it was public holidays or you know um Christmas holidays, things like that. So in going forward, I think with documenting all this and having the journals, I can do that when I'm on these adventures with my family this year. And and I think that that's what I'm looking forward to most is being able to do that on the go with these journals, hopefully if I keep up with them. <laughs> but it would be nice to be able to, you know, continue on with it and have them with me being able to just take them and do things as they go and put the memories in as they happen instead of waiting until I get home with the photos and everything and putting it all together. 
Oh, I love that idea of portability and just helping you stay connected to it because it is, it's part of your lifestyle. And if your lifestyle is more adventurous, then we need to, to bring the memory keeping along. So I love that perspective. Yeah. yeah. I often find sometimes when you go on holidays and, and when you do scrapbooking, you, you wait until you get home. But sometimes with me, I forget things and I'm like, oh, you know, the, the just the little things. And that's where I guess it comes in again, where just the little things sometimes mean a lot. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I know that the times that I have taken that extra minutes or, you know, longer to just jot something down for each day. I know how much I've appreciated that later because it's able to bring some of those memories back, put me back more on the moment so that I can do longer storytelling later and, and actually kind of feel more connected to it. But if I don't write anything, it's so much harder. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you're just going off memory and you don't, you, you, it, you sort of write a story, but you don't put in the personal bits of the story, if that makes sense. Yes. Yes. Now I, I didn't include this question for you in advance, but I'm curious, um, like, are there any bigger projects that you want to start this year? No, not really, because I think that I've overcommitted myself already <laughs> with, with <laughs> all the all the journals that I think that I'm going to do um, and with the memory planning as well, but also trying to catch up on last year's projects. So I really, this year, I really just wanted to focus on one main project and then all these journals just sort of got added as I went on. But, and also because of the fact that I do want to catch up on last year's projects. And so I know that if I were to try and commit to a, another project, I would probably get overwhelmed. And that's usually what I do to myself. I overwhelm myself and then end up, you know, not doing a certain project. The one project that I did the one project that I do every year is I host a um, 31 minutes for 31 days and I always look forward to that and that's in October and so I encourage people to take 31 minutes out of their day to just do something for themselves because when I started this I noticed that a lot of the crafters were struggling to just do something for themselves and Mm, I think yes more self-care is really popular right now. But back when I started it, it was sort of just, you know, beginning and people were, you know, umming and ahhing and saying they don't have time to do things. And, you know, they document their kids, but they don't document themselves or they wanted to knit or they wanted to read more. It's not just about crafting. It's whatever you want to do for yourself, but for 31 minutes, for 31 days. And then, you know, a lot of people, they would take Instagram photos and use the hashtag and things like that. So that's a main project that I do every year. So I am looking forward to that this year because I want to see how different it's going to be from every other year considering all these changes I'm making. Yes, yes. No, that sounds terrific. I can't wait to participate in that. Um, And then I think with your project, sometimes we – I always think it was kind of expanding and contracting. There's there's definitely times in life when we're like kind of grabbing all the things and we f- want to soak it all in. And sometimes we overcommit, but that experimentation allows us to then filter out what works and what doesn't for the next cycle in which we make even smarter decisions. Yes. Yes, I, I agree. So, you know, next year you'll you'll have a better idea of how many journals you actually need and what's what's sustainable. <laughs> yeah, probably not five. And, may, but... and maybe it is maybe it is five. Who knows? Yeah, but exactly. You know, you're giving yourself well, that permission to uh yeah. to try it out. Yeah. Well, I've got a green one that's ready to go for next year now because I I'm gonna make my sure I'll try and use it, even though I really love it. <laughs> there you go. 
Well, and finally, and this is just for fun, I was wondering, uh, first off, what are your favorite Oracle decks? Because I've seen you post card pulls on Instagram. Yes, I love doing them. Um, My favorite, favorite one that I use for nearly everyone that asked me to pull a card for them is the Green Witch Oracle. It's got a lot of um, flowers and herbs and the references are just like always spot on and I just really, really love the designs. My other one is the Animal Kin Oracle cards. It was designed by an Australian and she's got um, Sarah Wilder, I think is her name, and the all the designs she's drawn and they're beautiful and it's all about animals and I love animals so it's just perfect and those are my two favorite ones that I love to use and grab nearly every day oh very cool I will include the links to those in the show notes for this episode Mm -hmm. and then last but not least would you be willing to pull a card for me and I'll you know we can talk about the meaning and and share what what we can learn from it okay oh I've never done one like this before (laughs) let's see how we go (laughs) okay So I'm going to use the Green Witch Oracle because I love that one. And the card that just flew out was Communication, and it's referencing Mm. to peace. So grab the little book. Um, It says the meaning behind the card is that peace tell us that now is the time to move ahead with projects, plans, and ideas. There are new ways of thinking and approaching challenges and even life if you are willing to listen to what could be an alternate communication method with concepts you may have dismissed in the past. Sharing your ideas, considering partnerships and gathering information and stepping up enthusiasm are all indicated. Be wary of haphazard actions and failing to follow through. Wow. So, I mean, I'm right now, I'm in the middle of a simple scrapper rebrand. We're also doing some like organizational restructuring. Also like changing my business structure. Like everything is changing right now. And it just happened to kind of all coalesce at the same time. And there's definitely like some of the communication issues have been keep coming up for me of how can we streamline this how can we do things differently and what are the what are the opportunities before i make some important decisions about staff and things like that so yeah wow wow well there you go i love when i pull a card and someone comes back with me and says this just like this helped me so much or this makes so much sense in my life right now because sometimes when i pull it and i think oh that's an odd card but it's not for me so it's not for me it's for them and and i just love when i get it right <laughs> per se. Yes. Yes. You have some special uh, wisdom, I think. So yeah. that's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. So Kelly, kind of from where you are now, where can we find you online? And do you have anything else new or coming up um, in your you know, online space this year? Um, you can find me mainly, I mainly just use my Instagram at kelly.winnell. Um, I have a YouTube set up, but I never use it. I'm just not a YouTube person. Um, I started a blog, but I've sort of been, I was super excited about that. And I think that's where the journaling aspect came into it because I started to really love that. And I'm like, why don't I do this in a journal? And so 
Um, I've sort of dropped it a little bit, but um, I can't even remember the link to it, but I'll give you the link so that you can pop it in there. Um, and Sounds good. In, yeah, in coming with projects, um, as I said, I do the 31 minutes for 31 days in October, but otherwise I have no major projects planned so far for this year. It's just basically starting something new with the journals and keeping up with the memory planning and catching up on last year's projects and just enjoying it as I do it. Yes, yes. I, well, I look forward to seeing how these journals evolve and what you learn about yourself in the process. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. And to all of our listeners, please remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way.